0: All right, so I have Jackie as a guest on the show today. Jackie, can you tell us, uh, first of all, how do you pronounce your last name? I was going to say it, and I was like, I don't want (laughs) to butcher that. I'm really bad at butchering people's last names. So say it for me, and then tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's fine. My last name is pronounced Kossoff.
0: Okay, that was my guess. I would have got
1: so, it right. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's everybody, um, people try to pronounce it really different interesting ways. Some people yeah. add letters to it. It's really funny, actually, but um, no, it's, it's pretty simple. It's just yeah. as if you were to cut it in, not in half, but, like, the costs and then off. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly it how it's spelled. That's usually the <laughs> exactly. reason I
0: butcher things is because I look at it, I'm like, well, it looks like costs off, but it's probably, usually it has, it's like nothing to do with it. I'm like, okay, I don't <laughs> know where they got that from. That's fine. So, I, I figured, usually if you see a last name that's not the typical kind of last name, it's pronounced, you know, different. And that's the reason yours is okay. Cause off that's easy. Yeah. Okay. So tell us (laughs) a little bit about what you do. I know that you, um, we, we had a discussion kind of off air and you told me a little bit, but I want our Mm -hmm. listeners to kind of know a little bit about, um, what you do and who you are.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. So I am a marketing strategist and success coach. I have uh, kind of two businesses under my my umbrella. So I have my marketing agency, which specializes in Facebook ads, and um, we've been we've been scaling, um, rather quickly, uh, in recent months. i uh, have a team of six right now, so that's, um, pretty exciting. And then in my coaching business, I started coaching women, um, who wanted to build their own marketing agencies and really learn how to scale those and, uh, you know, intentionally and sign clients while, um, you know, while intentionally building their marketing agencies. Cause I think that there's, um, there's really specific um, obstacles and challenges and also opportunities and advantages that you have when you're building a marketing agency versus another type of online business. And so I personally, yeah. And I know I, um, you know, I struggled a little bit in the beginning with, um, you know with with how to build my agency how to build intentionally how to scale like what what do i do what does that look like and you know a lot of the coaches that i worked with i mean they were amazing coaches and they helped me with other things but they just had no idea how to build a marketing agency and so when um you know when i got a little more established i you know started thinking you know what i need to i need to help others who are in my position because <laughs> um you know because if i had someone coaching me through it i would i felt like i would have been able to get results so much faster and save myself a lot of months of, um, you know, hardship, I guess you could say, (laughs) um, relatively speaking and just, you know, fun stuff like that. But yeah, so it's been pretty amazing. And my clients have, I mean, the results my clients have um, experienced has been like, it's even surprised me. I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So this, this does (laughs) this, like my idea was like viable. It's definitely been, been really great so far. So
0: and I'd say that um, I'm involved, a lot of people that listen already know this, and I'm, you know, I'm involved in marketing and I have a marketing company. But there's, it's funny because we work with lots of other marketing companies because the funny thing about marketing and much to your point of saying it's a lot different than a lot of other companies, types of companies, is just because of the fact that marketing is, I mean, all businesses are all, ever changing, but marketing is mm-hmm literally, like, second by second, ever-changing, because, you know, the market is so fickle, and um. Mm-hmm. Not only is it so fickle because we all just kind of change our minds. I mean, I, me personally, I use this as an example the other day when I was talking to a client because she's she's like, well, you know, I've been doing this for years and it just now it's just not working. And I said, think about it. I said, I said, okay, how long have you lived in your house? You know, and she told me. I said, okay, well, how many different colors have you had your walls or how many different you know curtains have you had or how, how many? I mm-hmm. I said, I know me personally. I'll fall in love with a color and I just everything uh, that has that color. And then give me a few years later. And I absolutely hate that color. I want, I don't even <laughs> want to look at it. I don't want it in my house. I, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and that, that, that's just because that's, that's how the market is. Mm-hmm. And it's, ever changes based on just people's opinions it based it changes based on you know other things that are happening like right now obviously we're in the middle of the you know the, the quarantine shutdown for mm-hmm. COVID and you know the market is upturned in a lot of ways yeah. <laughs> and you know it's 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 challenging in some ways, but it's also, you know, it's an opportunity in so many other ways, and it's just trying to find what that opportunity is, and, you know, I think that, you know, with marketing, even if you're not in the marketing industry and you just have your own small business, you know, a lot of business owners, you know, try to do a lot of their own marketing, which is fine at the beginning, you know, Mm -hmm. you're bootstrapping it all. But it's hard for professionals. I mean, Mm -hmm. literally, as soon as you get out of, you know, college or if you did a certification program or whatever, literally, as soon as you get done, it's, it's almost irrelevant Mm -hmm. because it's already changed. You know what I mean? It's already changed so much by the time you're done. So Mm -hmm. it's even, you know, we have to keep on top of it. And there's no way that even as marketing professionals that we can know all of it. Because like I said, if if it's changing every second, there's like millions of different things within the marketing industry. We can't know it all. So, you know, I work a lot with a lot of marketing professionals. And this is what I try to explain to people all the time is, you know, you're trying to do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Professionals have to rely on other people to help them as well. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is what, you know, we do. So, I mean, I think that, you know, being able to come up with a program like, like you were mentioning that you're able to help a lot of these professionals or a lot of these business owners with some professional work. I think that's awesome. Um, can you explain a little bit about the program and you know, how, how it's been working?
1: Yeah. So my, just, I just want to be clear. So my, um, my, like my coaching program or the, or the agency side, yeah. On
0: the, on the coaching program. Yeah. The coaching mm-hmm.
1: program. Yeah. Yeah. So I work with uh, mainly, I mean, i all my clients so far have been women. So I work with women yeah. who, um, who are starting out in their building their marketing agency. So usually they're in the first year in business. Um, it was funny when I first started, I thought I was going to be working with a lot of people who are still in the nine to five, but, um, all my clients have actually already left the nine to five. So, yeah. um, yeah, but they're usually in their first year. They're, um, you know, thinking about uh, building, getting more clients, but they're really in that foundational stage and really looking to figure out what their, um, uh, I think kind of what their message is going to be. Because, you know, I think as marketers, um, and this is something that I talk with my clients about um, usually during our first call, Um, you know, a lot of times with marketers, we have a difficult time marketing ourselves, especially in the beginning. And it can take us a really long time to figure out what that is. I know it took me, uh, over a year, like a year and a half to, you know, even really figure out how I was going to market myself. Like I, um, you know, I had been in business. I'd only been in business for six months when I really started focusing on Facebook ads, but I didn't even start telling people that that was my specialty until a year later. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and so it's just kind of like, I help, I help my clients realize, okay, like, listen, if you're going to focus on something right now, like choose something to focus on. It doesn't have to be what you focus on like next year. You can totally change it up. You can totally switch it up. But right now we want to focus our marketing so that we can get you ideal clients who are going to be a good fit to work with you now. And I think that, you know, every single client that you get is going to help you grow in some way, shape or form, whether that's with your business, whether that's with your um, you know your, your skills, whether that's marketing skills, um, communication skills. Interpersonal skills, Um, and so I, I really think of business also as kind of a personal development journey. And every single person you work with, every single client is going to, um, is going to assist you in some way. um, You know, hopefully a positive way, but um, you know, even you know, even working with some difficult clients can really actually, um, you know, benefit your business. And I know me personally, some of my most difficult clients have enabled me um, to learn lessons that have actually helped me build my business and expand so much faster than I feel like I would have been able to without those challenging experiences. So um, it's really just for me, with my clients. I mean, if you want to get into nitty gritty, it's like a three month program um, (laughs) with the option to extend to, um, to six months if you feel like you, you need that extra support, but really it's just making those foundations to your business so that you're not kind of going crazy, trying all these different things. Cause one of the things I find with marketers, I did this myself. I feel like most of my clients do this is we always try new things. We always make these new yep. uh, strategies for ourselves. And then we're like, cause we know it. Right. And it's yep. fun for us. And we're like, Oh yeah, I could totally do that for myself. And then we go create it. But it's like, our business might not be ready for that. <laughs> and, and, and so there's a me, lot of
0: people that fall into that. I've oh, heard yeah. it over and over.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. And that was my problem for um, you know, and I don't want to say it's a problem. That was just, that was kind of my pattern. I guess you could say for the, you know, definitely for the first uh, year, year and a half of my business. And um, I think that for me, it's really helping my clients gain focus and clarity so that they can actually work toward their goals and actually figure out what their goals are. Because I know that I feel like in the online space, especially, and this goes for all industries, I feel like, you know, there's just so much we're constantly seeing things that other people and other businesses are doing and yeah, it looks really cool and it might look like super shiny and beautiful and wonderful. And we would want that for ourselves. But like, the thing is, is like, do we really want that? you know, and, and does that strategy really work for the type of business that we're building or
0: our own Um, personality? You know, I, I, I fall into that. And I know we talked off air, you know, just about, you know, you're a lot younger than I am. I'll admit that you're a lot (laughs) younger than I am. And it took me a lot longer. We were talking off air just about how, you know, it took her, you know, this long to learn her lessons. And she's younger than me. She's learned a lot of the lessons way, 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 way sooner than I did. And, um, which is a good thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely the learn the hard way type of person. I'm stubborn, you know, I'm super energetic. I'm, you know, I, I, I jump in just like, I'm the bright and shiny person. You know, I'm like, Oh, let's try that. Ooh, let's do some of that. Ooh, that would be good. You know? And of course, you know, I have background in marketing, so I know everything about marketing, of course. So, you know, I can't fail. And so, you know, I sprinkle a little of this and sprinkle a little of that. And you're, you're, you hit the nail on the head when you say it, you said that we're, We're so close to it, especially, Mm -hmm. you know, that um, people within marketing usually market themselves terribly. Mm -hmm. I mean, terribly (laughs) because of that fact that we know almost too much about all the things that could work. Mm -hmm. And so we try too many things and we don't give it long enough. You know, we have really, really short attention spans on giving it long enough to work because we know what the analytics should look like. We know what the analytics Mm -hmm. could look like. And if it doesn't look like that fast enough, we just jump. We don't give Mm -hmm. it time. But it's funny that, you know, the advice that we would give, you know, a coaching client or, you know, an agency client would be, well, this takes time because it does. We know it takes time, but within our mm-hmm. own personal stuff, we want that, that instant gratification or I know that's been my experience.
1: Yes. No, that's exactly, ex- exactly. Yes. That's like everything. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I have that conversation with all my clients during our first call. And I think that that's something, I mean, it's it's not necessarily unique to marketers, but I think marketers we're just like, since we know all the strategies and we know what it should look like, we're just like, when it doesn't look like that, we're just like, okay, well this isn't going to work. So let's move on to the next thing. And, um, and we really don't give it time like at all. And, um, you know, it really wasn't until I actually did start giving it time. And I actually chose one thing. I was like, okay, this is the strategy that I'm going to do. And literally in like two months I was just, I was becoming booked with clients and, you know, needing to, you know, find other people to, you know, subcontractors to hire onto my team to help out with the workload. So it can, once you find things to like, like that click into place, like once you find like the strategy that's working for you, um, you know, things can happen really fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that's so, how you know
0: you're on the right path. And that's what I tell people mm-hmm. too. You know, it has to align with, you know, your, your own life, first of all. Yeah. You know, you, it has to align with your your priorities and your values just within your life, whatever mm-hmm. your plan is. You know, it needs to, because I mean, some, some of these people will make these like, uh, and I was some of those people sometimes, you know, make these elaborate mm-hmm. plans that's going to yeah. take like 15 hours a day. But They don't have 15 hours a day to devote to it. So is that actually going to be a feasible, viable plan? Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, so exactly. it's, it's sometimes it's better to think about – you have to think about your, your life. You have to think about your business. Think about your own personality mm-hmm. um, because if you try to go kind of against the grain on those things, you know, you may be able to keep up with it for a bit. But it's just not mm-hmm. going to work for you long term because, you know, it's, it's, it's not your ideal thing. And it's the same thing yeah. you were mentioning about, about you know, hard clients. Um, you know, not every client or customer, depending on what business you're in, is the right one for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lesson that you learn because, especially mm-hmm. early on, it's just like, "Oh, you want to pay me? Okay." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. So, but then you figure out after time that, you know not every personality type meshes well and it doesn't mean they're bad or you're bad or whatever, but it, it just means that that's not the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that yeah. is that ideally once you start to get enough people and you end up with, you mentioned you have a team, you know, people on your team, you know, you're able to kind of match personality types a lot more. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that's, you know, that that's where the game starts to change a little bit as, as being able to pick that you're, you know, who you're going to work with and, mm-hmm. Um, being able to, you know, be, be able to pick out your ideal person. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, and I definitely think that you know one of the. I just want to share this because this was this was something that really just helped things click for me. Um, you know, right at the very, I guess, beginning of my growth period at at like when, when things really started getting exciting, um, in my marketing agency, I was working with a coach and we were, we were talking about something and we were actually on a, a group call. It was a small group program. It was literally just me and one other person. And, um, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, previous clients. And, you know, like both of us had, you know, been talking about difficult clients that we had been working with and our coach just, you know, she stopped us and she was like, okay, so she was like, it seems like you're too afraid to get new clients because you're, you're both like, we were both going through the same thing. It's kind of funny. Like when you go into these group programs and you're all going through the same thing, even if it's just you and one other person. (laughs) And, um, you know, and so she was like, it seems like you're you're both too afraid to get new clients because you're afraid that it's gonna work, it's not gonna work out. And here's the thing that I want you to know: I want you to know that you're gonna sometimes work with people who suck. Like you're gonna work with people who are not dream clients. They're not like your ideal clients. And yeah, they might say bad things about you. She's like, but you know that's business. She's like, you know, I've had people. Um, you know who 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 think my coaching is terrible and who think that I'm a terrible coach and who you know and who might be telling other people right now that I'm a terrible coach and that I ruined their business or whatever. And she's like, but that's not my problem. Like you know, like r- right now, like what I'm doing, I'm I'm giving you a service, I'm spending my time, etc. And that's what you're doing too, you know. And so you are giving them a service. They are paying you for the time and the services, the efforts um, that you're putting in to you know to serving them and. Whether or not like they get the results that they desire, whether or not those are good results or bad results or w- whatever kind of results that they originally wanted, um, and however they um, you know may react to you or respond to you in like you know as a as a um, as a side effect of that, like you know it's not your it's not your problem, and so I think that you know that was just really um, that was really important for me to understand like that. You know what? Yeah. Like I'm going to get some bad clients in business. You know what I mean? And that's just business. Like you're not going to love every single one of your clients. And, um, you know, and you're just going to have to learn how to do it. And, you know, another thing that she said, she was like, you know, um, you know, have you, have you survived those previous bad client experiences? Yes. (laughs) Like you've survived, you're still here. So you can, you can do it again and just, you know, take the time to figure out what you've learned from it and how you want to help this, um, how you want to make this into an opportunity rather than, you know, like a quote unquote, a failure, um, and those were just two lessons that I think were incredibly profound in my journey because I, I do believe that I was hiding for a while because I was just so afraid of finding a bad client, you know, or, you know, who, who wasn't going to, um, uh, who either wasn't going to understand, um, you know, the marketing that I was trying to do for them. Cause I've, I've, you know, I've had that before. I've had people think that the results that we got were not good enough for, you know, for them, um, and, you know, things like that. And so, for me, it was really just understanding, like, you know what, that's that's business, that's life. Like, you're just going to work with some people who are going to expect the world. And, you know, yeah, you're exactly. just one person. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm like, don't get me wrong, I would love to make all my clients millions of dollars, but that's just not necessarily going to happen every day, especially because they're all starting out with different resources. And it's their own resources that are going into their business. And so for me, it was learning, like, I cannot... Like my clients can blame me. I cannot blame myself. <laughs>
0: right. And and that's hard. I mean, that is a hard lesson. I mean, I, I can remember, you know, people, you know, I, I want to be liked, like I pretend like I don't care, you know, I mm-hmm. do. And, and I kind of waver back and forth, even still, like, I don't care what they think. I don't care what people think, yeah, but same, yeah. sometimes <laughs> it stings. I mean, it does, mm-hmm. you know, okay. and because it's, you know, I know from my end that anything that I do that I, I pour it. Um, everything into it, and like you said, you can't always, especially in marketing. You know, especially in marketing, <laughs> there there's no way to ensure results. <laughs>
1: you know, this just yeah. not. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, and oh my gosh, don't even get me started hard. with Facebook ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean,
0: it's just it's I, it's what's the I, draw?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, literally with every, I mean, I say this with everything, you know, with every marketing campaign, there's just, there's no results. And, you know, I get on calls with people all the time for Facebook ads and, you know, and they're like, well, what can you guarantee me? And I'm like, yeah. I can guarantee you absolutely nothing. Like <laughs> yeah. um, I guarantee you that you're going to be paying Facebook for running these ads. Like that's about all I can guarantee. Um, you know, and unfortunately, you know, there are, there are other, um, other marketers out there who who have guaranteed people results and, Um, You know, everyone, everyone that I've talked to, you know, like they, the people guaranteeing the results haven't been able to produce those results. And that's why they're coming to me. And then if they expect guaranteed results, I'm not giving them that. And so then they'll move on to someone else who, you know, may or may, until they find someone who's going to quote unquote, guarantee them, um, you know, results. And unfortunately it's just, um, you know, it's something that like used to really, upset me a lot um but now you know i just kind of honestly like i just really my heart goes out to all the people who are looking for guarantees because there's really no guarantee in marketing in business in life even you know like i mean exactly i think you know all these people who are now unfortunately like you know out of work because of because of the coronavirus Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were not expecting this. This was completely, you know, unexpected. I mean, I know my, my roommate was um, was furloughed for a while. She actually just got the news yesterday that, you know, they're going to be bringing people back, um, you know. I mean, so that's awesome. Like, I'm so happy for her. But that was a complete, you know, like, shock to her. She was just like, you know, because she, she, you know, she had this secure job, right? She was used to having this income, and then all of a sudden it was gone, literally just within the span of a week. And... <laughs>
0: And that's (laughs) your puppy. (laughs) your puppy's seeing that's it our dog.
1: Yes, so um, we, there's, um, I, I hear some sirens out there, so he's just kind of going He crazy. wants to join, yeah, he wants yes, to join in. he the wants state. to join in with all the excitement, whatever's going on, so. That's
0: funny, I, I posted a video on Facebook the other day that my children were doing that, so I'm in there, and it's like, for some reason, like I, I don't know what's wrong with my kids, but all these people's kids, they're like, my kids are asleep until noon, until 1230, and my kids get up before the sun gets up, so I'm like I, trying to stay up, and night to get my work done because you know I have a lot of children and I'm supposed to be homeschooling them which that's been questionable um I really disappointed that they're not going back to school because I'm pretty sure they're all going to be illiterate now because of me because I'm not a teacher but you know so anyway I've been doing my work in the middle of the night and so I was exhausted and I'm in there and I'm pouring myself a cup of coffee and my kids decided they wanted to howl so I've got just a bunch of kids just how you know howling and I'm just like so I I put the silly um, Snapchat big mouth filter on it and decided I was going to record it. And people thought that was hysterical. So anyway, that reminded me of my children. Your dog did. Yeah. So, but yeah.
1: yeah. So <laughs> anyway. My, yeah, no, it's funny. My my roommate likes, um, she likes howling with him when we, yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when, when when sirens go off or something like that. So That's funny. I think I've, sort of, I've got him half calmed down right now, but he might start barking again. Just, just warning you all. <laughs> Um. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think. I think we're good. I think he's okay right now. <laughs> All right. So
0: we'll we'll just kind of circle back. So yeah. Yeah. Hard. Hard thing. Hearing things about us can be super hard, and you know. But I think that developing a sense of understanding, like you were saying that, you know, that's just part of business. It is, but also knowing that I think it's also okay to, to feel hurt sometimes. Cause I think if you have mm-hmm. this unrealistic expectation that it's never going to hurt, because I mean, I've been, I've been in business to some extent for a long time at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's still sometimes that It still hurts just the same, you know, and no amount of me saying, Oh, I don't care. You know, just let it roll off my back. And most of the time I can't, most of the time I'm just like, I don't care. People are going to say thanks sometimes, sometimes they're happy, sometimes they're not, you know, I think that, you know, but. Still allowing yourself to know, okay, well, maybe for whatever reason, because maybe you tried extra hard on that one or, you know, whatever it was, that Mm -hmm. one hurt a little bit more. And I think that's okay, too. And, you know, you were talking about guarantees. Um, I mentioned earlier that, you know, I work with a lot of marketers. And one of the things that I tell any client I'm working with is, you know, because sometimes, sometimes they'll say, well, I work with this person, that person. I'm like, that's fine. You know, I will work with whoever you're working with. But mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm adamant about is guarantees. I don't like guarantees, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and that's my first red flag with working with somebody is if mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're trying to guarantee something that I know that there's not a guarantee for, you know. Because it's not like you're going through and ordering a burger and you're guaranteed to get a burger. You know, that's not how that is. You know, it's not how marketing works. Yeah. And I've heard so many people, you know, claiming this guarantee and that guarantee. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I explain to people, I don't work with people that give guarantees in marketing. And here is Mm -hmm. why. You can't guarantee marketing. (laughs) You know, and I use that example. It's not like ordering a burger. You know, it's not yeah. like ordering something, and you're getting what you're ordering. Mm-hmm. It's it works more like the stock market. I use that example a lot with people to try to get them to understand. You know, I equate marketing to like a, a you know financial advising because. You know, if you, like we have a financial advisor, I trust my financial advisor to look at the market and say, okay, well, I'm going to put more of this money over here because this is working like this and more of this money here because this is working like this. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's not my profession. He also cannot guarantee anything because it's the stock market (laughs) and the market's ever changing, you know? So Mm -hmm. like right now, the market is completely different than it was this time last year because of COVID. You know, so, you know, marketing works more like that. You know, it works more like, okay, well, as marketing professionals, we look at, you know the whole market as a whole, and we say, okay, well, in their industry, this looks like this is performing better. Let's try to put some of their marketing dollars and time and whatever into this, and let's see how that works. Yeah. You know, and it's it works more like that. And then you watch it, you say, okay, that's working good, or on nah, that, let's go ahead and try this instead. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's how it works. It doesn't work like you know going through and making an order and you're getting your exact order. That'd be great. That would make our yeah. job so much easier. <laughs> I know, but right? it just doesn't work like that. And you know. Yeah. A lot of times explaining it to people like that, it makes more sense because, Mm -hmm. you know, most people, even if you don't know about financial advising or, you know, the stock market, you at least know that it exists and that it's ever changing. And Mm -hmm. marketing is exactly the same way. It is ever changing and there's no guarantees. And that is the first thing that a person should watch out for is somebody trying to make Mm -hmm. some type of a marketing guarantee because they can't. It doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. No, and it's, it's, it's so true. And, you know, I also, what I've also found, um, as well, and, you know, something that, you know, I just wanted to speak to, um, you know, something you said earlier, you know, whenever, you know, I've had, you know, the, the clients who've, you know, been upset with, you know, our work, you know, whether that's the results or lack of results, or it's not meeting their expectations or, you know, whatever, um, whatever's going on. Um, you know, I like, I usually like, of course you can't like, you can't not feel hurt. You know what I mean? Like you're going to feel hurt. And so a lot of times I'll just, I'll just like take a little break, you know? So I'll just like take a few days to kind of really focus on myself. Like if I obviously, if I have any other like existing client work that I'm doing, like, you know, continue doing it, but really just like, take a few days, get away from the business, you know, like do other things that you love. Like I, I love history. So if I, if we were not um, quarantined and if I was having a bad day, I would like go to a museum or something, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, and, and do things like that, do things that make you happy so that you remember, oh yeah, there is more to life than my business. <laughs> um, yeah, and then this important. client and then, yeah. And so that's just something that I've, that I've learned, um, you know, has, has helped because otherwise, yeah, like all, I'll just get stuck in my head and just be like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. This person hates me because, you know, I wasn't able to make them like $100,000 with this Facebook ads campaign or whatever it was, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's just one thing I wanted to speak to. Um, and then. I think that's great advice. I mean, I think that as business
0: entrepreneurs, um, I think a lot of us have this false reality that somehow we need to be in our business 24-7. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I've shared some of this in the past that I, I was one of those people. You know, I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, you see it all. You know, the grind and the hustle and, yeah. you know, don't stop. And, the, and I, I'm not saying stop. I'm not saying sit back and be lazy. I'm not saying any of that stuff. And yes, owning a business is a lot of work. And yes, you need to give it your all. But you also need to take care of yourself. And Mm -hmm. I did not do a good job at that for a long, 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 long time. I almost felt like I was cheating on my business if I Mm -hmm. didn't (laughs) work on something. Um, I don't anymore because I burn out. I completely, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something I've shared on this podcast more than once because it's something I want to hammer into people's heads that are stubborn like I am, is that, if you don't go ahead and take that time out, like you said, if you had a bad day, take a couple of days off. That's completely okay. Actually, mm-hmm. it's 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 a have to. That's the best thing that you can do for your business in the long run. Doesn't yeah. seem like it, you know. It doesn't yeah. seem like it at that moment <laughs> because I mean, who thinks? Oh, I'm going to do the best thing for my business and not do it for two days, you know? But yeah. in reality, yeah, taking mm-hmm. care of yourself is the best thing because, you know burnout is a very real thing, you mm-hmm. know, and I'd heard people talk about burnout and I heard people talk about, you know, panic attacks and anxiety and all that kind of stuff. And then I brushed it off. You know, that wasn't something I ever dealt with ever until I did, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it, that's one of those things that you, you don't see it coming. I mean, you don't, it's, it's, it's something that kind of just sneaks up on you. And if I had one thing, if I could go back to myself, one thing it would be that, that it's okay to say no, you know, it's okay to take a day off, it's okay to have enough, it's okay, it's okay to tell that client if, you know, you, you can go through the bad clients, you're not always going to have, like you said, the, the great clients, and most of the time you can just, you know, agree to disagree and call it a day, but sometimes mm-hmm. you'll get those people that you can tell from the get-go that they're just going to kind of rob you of joy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I have had now, now I have those times where I'm Mm -hmm. like, listen, I don't think this is a good fit for either of us. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, you know, I've, I've had to have those conversations and that's, that's also a good thing. It's okay Mm -hmm. to say, you know what, this is not a fit for either of us because at the end of the day, you know, once you've been through it a couple of times, you can see it coming a mile away and you can, Mm -hmm. you know, those people that no matter what you do, no matter how good of a job that you do, no matter what, it's never going to be enough. And mm-hmm. so if I see that, uh, you know, early on, I just go ahead and say, I don't think this is a fit for either of us. You know, I'll go ahead and finish this up. And, you know, I just cut ties and call it a day, let them out of a contract if they're in it, because mm-hmm. do I have to let them out of a contract? No. I mean, they're under a contract, but it's <laughs> in my best interest to let them out of the contract at that point, because it's not worth my own joy it's not worth my own sanity and it's not worth the fact that I know myself and you know again I can say I don't care I don't care I don't care what they think but I do Mm -hmm. you know on some level I do and I'm I don't want to allow that to kind of get under my skin I'll let that affect me and it trickles down to your personal life you know
1: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, no, I was, I was going to say thank you for saying that because, you know, when you were, when you were kind of introducing that topic, I was going to say, you know, you have to save your energy and you have to save your, um, you know, kind of like, like yourself and, you know, when you're in situations like that, because unfortunately, I think that that's how we as business owners can find ourselves in some of those Um, I think the most similar thing it is, is to kind of like a toxic work environment. Um, and it's, it's really bad. You know, I actually, unfortunately I had a client last year, um, which is crazy that it hasn't even been, um, it hasn't even been a full year since we stopped working together because it seems like forever ago. Thank God. Um, but you know, I had a client last year who was, um, who was honest, who was genuinely harassing me. Um, and like, you know, angry emails, angry phone calls, just like all the time. And, um it was it was really really sad because you know i actually really believed in the mission of this business and and what they were doing in the world but um you know the it's just like the way that it was being run and the people who were in charge like i just could not you know that it was not a good it was not a good relationship at all and so um you know i really learned i learned a lot from that um From that client, just because, you know, while we were working together, I found myself not wanting to work with any other clients because... As I said, this was when my coach told me earlier, you know, that I was afraid to work with other clients because I thought that they were also going to be, like, harassing me. <laughs> um, and, well, and it you makes know, you
0: question yourself. Maybe I'm not yes. good. You know, yeah, maybe exactly. I'm not doing this good. Maybe because, yeah. I mean, I've been there. I felt that. You know, mm-hmm. I've had times where I've sat in my bedroom, in my bed, crying to my husband going, I'm just done. I can't do this. Maybe this is yeah. not for me, you know? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, because of what? Because what mad person? What about person the, all the know? happy people? <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that that's, you know, that's just been something that I've really, um, you know, like looking back at it and like, you know, when I was coming out of it, you know, because um, when I was in it, it was just all consuming and it was terrible and I was miserable most days, um, you know, and then once I, you know, once I got out of that, um, of that arrangement, um, it was honestly just very, it was very liberating and I was really able to see, Um, you know, like pretty much everything we did, like they would, um, you know, this client like wasn't implementing what I had suggested. And so, you know, they were blaming me. I was kind of blaming myself. And then, you know, looking back at it, I was like, you know what, they were difficult every single step of the way. And, um, you know, they weren't allowing me to, Um, you know, to introduce the strategies that they supposedly hired me to introduce for their business. And, you know, if I'm only able to implement like half of a strategy, then it's obviously not going to get results. So, um, you know, that was a really big realization for me and also helped me realize that in previous client relationships that may not have worked out, um, you know, there was some kind of disconnect there, whether it was, you know, I wasn't fully using the strategy or whether they weren't fully um, providing me the information that I needed in order to carry out the strategy, whatever that may be. Um, It just wasn't a good fit. And, you know, what I also realized then, and I think what's been amazing you know I've had I've had some amazing client experiences now I feel like we've been talking about like bad client experiences um well I think but, it's important uh,
0: like, to talk about that because so, I, I think yes. not enough people do I think you know we try to hide, it's like the dirty stain you know that yeah you don't we don't talk about it see. but
1: so yeah, yeah no, so it's like I'm glad that we're talking about it but I also want people to know yeah. that like I yeah. I also work with people who like we have a great relationship with yeah. one yeah. another yeah. and like yeah. things are wonderful and they make my um you know like the last the last few months um the last month for me has actually been really crazy because with everything moving on online with, um, you know, with COVID, um, I've been getting so many new clients wanting to bring their businesses, bring their marketing online. And so, um, that's also been a new challenge for me, making sure that I'm taking care of myself. Cause I can tell you that, um, I, I have, have not been um, doing as wonderful a job as I, I wish I could say I was right now. Um, but I'm, I'm working on it. It's always a work in progress and, Um, And just being really intentional with things. So, um, you know, but over the last few months, um, you know, I've been able to work with some absolutely amazing clients and I've also really been able to, to see, um, you know, even just in initial talks, like, you know, I feel like I've gotten to the point in my business where, um, you know, I can gauge, how a client, um, you know, what their outlook is in marketing. Right. So even if they don't say like, "Can like, you know, what are you going to guarantee me? Um, you know, I can kind of sense if they feel like things will be guaranteed, you know, or, or something, something like that, if they're looking for that, or, you know, if they're, um, you know, if, if they're so set on, you know, a specific type of, of outcome, you know, and unfortunately, um, with, uh, with Facebook ads, I feel like there's, there's a lot of, information and misinformation out there. And so, you know, sometimes I will get on calls with people who have really unrealistic expectations and, um, you know, and, and just knowing that it's okay. Like I don't have to convince them about the reality of Facebook ads. Like it's not my job to convince them that a hundred dollars is not going to make them a hundred thousand dollars. Like that's not my job. And I used to think that was my job. Like I used to spend, like, you know, I I still remember this, like last year I spent like over an hour talking to this one woman about how Facebook ads just simply like a hundred dollars just simply wasn't going to sell out her $2,000 ticketed, live event. Like it just wasn't. And so, and she didn't understand that. And I tried to walk her through it for like over an hour. And after I got off that call, you know, I kind of was like, what did I just do to myself? But I really didn't understand until much later that, you know what, this isn't my job. Um, You know, my job is to serve the people who are ready to invest in in this case, Facebook ads, um, you know, because unfortunately there will always be people who just simply aren't ready to invest, or maybe you're not the right fit. And that is perfectly okay. And, you know, it's just like honoring that. And it's, it's not just about honoring yourself, but it's also about honoring the other person in their business. Um, because I know that, you know, it wouldn't have been, um, it wouldn't have been beneficial to either of us at that point um, to, to work together in any way, shape or form, because really, I think that all client relationships should be based on trust. I mean, you know, as a marketer, okay. we are using our clients' investment dollars, <laughs> and so you know they should they should trust us with that money. And and if I ever feel like my client doesn't trust me with um you know with either their money or their strategy or, or what or whatever's going on, um, then I know that I should probably look into like you know exiting <laughs> that um that relationship if it cannot be salvaged. So um, funny, I think just so being true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just being like really intentional about things like that um, and and really gaining that business sense. And I think that to a certain extent, that is something that comes with experience, Um, you know, but I also do, um, you know, I do my best in terms of, you know, helping my coaching clients, like, you know, with those realizations, you know, around, um, you know, around their own clients, because it's difficult when you're like in the thick of it. And um especially if you've never experienced something like that before. Like, you know, when I when I had that client like harassing me, um, you know, I just I was like, what is going on? Like why is this happening? Like I don't understand. Like I um and it, it was just completely I never experienced something so unprofessional. Like, you know, these like it was just I was appalled. and that's
0: actually um, <laughs> common. I've talked to so many people just, you know, just personally, and then also um, just with coaching that have been in really hard client scenarios like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they don't understand why they're having such a hard time, kind of, like you said, you were afraid to take on other clients. But, you know, Mm -hmm. the thing that a lot of people don't think about is it's almost like an abusive relationship. So, you know, you (laughs) almost you can't think straight when you're in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. It makes you start questioning your own self-worth, your own value. Mm -hmm. And so then you don't want to take on anything else because why would you want to project your worthlessness onto another person? And, you know, it's not until you get out of it that you realize that you almost have a almost PTSD from it because, mm-hmm. you know, it di- it does make you question so many things about yourself and you have to start speaking truth to yourself again and saying, no, that was not a problem with me. And let's say it was, maybe you did make a mistake, like make, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, but a mistake a mistake yeah. and that doesn't equate, you know, somebody not being valuable or not worth it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's something that... We have to realize that, you know, you're not always going to make every client happy. Mm-hmm. And if there is an issue, we need to make sure that we nip it in the bud, um, whether it's a mistake on our end, a mistake on their end, or just, like you said, unprofessional um, you know, circumstances that's going on, you know, to be able to say, okay, enough's enough of this. And you teach other people how to treat you, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's something that I've heard for a long time that I never listened to for a long time, (laughs) but it's so true. I mean, you do, Mm -hmm. you know, we all have boundaries that we, we set and sometimes we're not really good at verbalizing what those boundaries are. So, you know, we have these like invisible boundaries that nobody's supposed to ever cross that, you know. People cross all the time, either because they just don't know that they exist, or because they're just jerks and they wouldn't care anyway. And we have to establish what you know, which people those are. But we also, it's up to us to define those boundaries. So, like you Mm -hmm. mentioned about you know the hundred dollar ads, you know, setting those boundaries to say that's great. You have a hundred dollars that goes towards you know marketing. A hundred dollars, you know, is is not enough to be able to get you the results that you're wanting. You're establishing. That boundary, because mm-hmm. if not, if you were to just go ahead and say, well, I'll try and see what I can do, yeah. you're going <laughs> to yeah. be frustrated, they're going to be frustrated, mm-hmm. you know, that's not, and, and you, that's because you went against your own boundary, yeah. so that's one thing, anybody that I work with, that's one thing that I, early on, we established a few things, and one of those is what their boundaries are, and it's funny how many of us don't know, you mm-hmm. know, we don't, we've never really thought about it, and been able to verbalize it. So how can we expect anybody else to not cross them?
1: (laughs) Mm Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think that, you know, one of the things that I've really, um, that I've, I've started doing in, in my business over the last few months um, that overall has worked out really well um, is, is just being really honest with clients. Because, you know, I think in the past I used to want to kind of, uh, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't being honest, but I would want to break the news to them lightly or gently yeah. or, you know, like, you know, things yeah. like that. Like I would say things like, oh, you know, unfortunately, like we just can't, like a hundred dollars just isn't going to bring those results, you know? And, yeah. but now, um, you know, now I kind of take just a much more like brutally honest approach. And I'm just like, listen, you're going to need at least to make that even possible, to sell a few tickets. But here's the thing. If your tickets are $2,000, then you just need to sell a few in order to make that money back and then put it back in again. And so um, it's just really being incredibly upfront and honest with my clients. And, um, you know, and, and sometimes like, yeah, sometimes they won't like what I have to say, but I would rather that they not like what I have to say and be able to make the decision whether they're going to, um, you know, take my advice because, you know, they, they did hire me as their marketing strategist or whether they're not going to take my advice and whether they're just going to be like, you know, whether they're going to stop working together or whether they're going to, you know, um, try to make things work their way. Um, and, and see how it goes. So it's really, I feel like more about empowering, um, both people like stay empowered, like, you know, be honest, like be truthful. Um, and then allow that, allow the person, allow the client to reciprocate. And if they don't reciprocate, like I recently, just a few weeks ago, I ended a relationship with a client where, you know, they hired me to change, um, you know, to get them better results within Facebook ads, but they wouldn't let me change their strategy at all. And so I was like, well, if you're not going to let me change anything about the way that you're doing your ads, then there's no way that you're going to get any different results. Like why would you try to continually do the exact same thing, but want better results? Like that's just not going to, it's not going to get you anywhere. And um, that's, That's common. I can't tell you how many times I run into that. It really is. And I think that this was really the first time where I dealt with a client like that, where I was, I felt empowered. I felt like, you know what? I am giving them the best advice that I can possibly give them. And if they don't take it, then they're just going to be continually going around this hamster wheel, trying to get better results with the same strategy. And it's just not going to work. And someone else can, you know, can, can work with them and, and that'll be great. And so, um, you know, for me, it was actually, when I think back to that client, i actually feel very positive things about them. Like, even though yeah. like, you know, they weren't really implementing anything that I tried to get them to implement. Um, it was just, it was a much more positive and empowering relationship because I was just able to be so honest with them. So I've really um you know I've really brought that into into my other client relationships and at the end of the day like you know at least they can say that I was being honest.
0: <laughs> well and I think that's important. I mean I know everybody's personality is a little bit different, but you know, if somebody has something to say to me, I would rather them be super brutally honest, no matter how much it sucks. You know, I want them to be like, wow, you are sucking it up at this, 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 and this, (laughs) you know, then to kind of dance around the subject. And I did a Mm -hmm. lot like you did because, you know, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. You know, this is their business. This is their baby and they're trying, you know, so for the longest time I would try to, you know, kind of sugarcoat it. Well, you're doing this really great, but you know, and I mean, you know, but they wasn't. It was just a yeah. little bit better than the other sucky stuff they were doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know why I thought that I had to do that, but it was just like I I didn't want to be and I didn't want to be bitchy, you know. And I think yeah. that this a lot of times come back comes back to again, I always say this disclaimer that I've never been a man, so I have no idea what it's like. Maybe it's the same way for men, but <laughs> I've never been one, so I can tell you. But for women it's it's almost like we're always afraid that if we are harsh and upfront and brutally honest, then we're bitchy, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's not just that we're just being, you know, honest and upfront because that's the way they need to hear it. You know, we always have this, well, I want them to think that I'm a bitch, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So
0: I think that, you know, there was a lot of that for me, um, just not wanting to look like, you know, I, I was, you know, bitchy, you know, that, mm-hmm. you know, where people whisper, wow, she's moody today or, you know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> that it yeah, always no. circles back to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. And I mean, for me, I think that, you know, I've definitely, I definitely struggled with that. I think I was worried that, um, especially when I started working with a client, you know, that the client would just leave if I was too bitchy to them, you know what yep. I mean? So that was yep. kind of, you know, I was worried about that. Um, you know, but then also I did want to speak to something you said earlier when, you know, when you said about, Um, you know, you'd rather someone tell you, like, be honest with you and like what's going on. And I think that that's something that, um, that was one of the most, um, that's one of the pillars, I guess you can say that I really, um, that I really stand on in my own coaching practice because, um, you know, I, I will call my clients out on stuff and, you know, I tell them in the very beginning of our work together, I'm just like, I'm the kind of coach that is going to call out. Um, you know, if you're doing something that I feel like isn't in your best interest or isn't helping your business growing or is actually getting in your way. And, you know, I'm just going to tell you right now, like, I'm going to be honest with you because it's, it's your choice, whether you're going to take, what I tell you and use it and find a solution. Or if you're going to continue kind of just being like, Oh, well, like, you know, I can't believe she said that I'm just going to continue wallowing or whatever it is. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think it's so important because I unfortunately personally experienced this with one of my previous coaches where I was kind of in a two month rut. Um, I wasn't really doing anything. I like, I know that sounds terrible, like, but, um, you know I'd been working with these two retainer clients and you know I'd been talking about growing my business, but I wasn't doing anything to grow my business. And, um, my coach never called me out on it. And then at the very end, like we literally had, I think maybe two or three more sessions left. And, um, you know, at the very end of our coaching session, you know, I told her, I was like, you know what, I realized that I haven't been putting my all into my business and I really haven't been marketing my business at all. And then I've just been complaining about how I haven't getting any, been getting any new clients. And it's because I'm not putting myself out there. I'm not getting visible. I'm not even reaching out to anybody. And, um, you know, and she just sat there and she was like, like yeah like i've really noticed that the last few months and i was like well like and i just i didn't say anything but i was thinking to myself like i just stopped i just paused i was like speechless and i was thinking to myself then why didn't you tell me that like you know like i'm and i was just and so whenever i have a coach now that's like one of the first things i say i'm just like you know um are you the type of person that will call me out if I'm doing something that's hurting my business? Because, um, you know, I want to make sure, like, I can take it. Like, don't get me wrong. I can take it. Like, I might be a little pissed off in the beginning. Like, oh, I can't believe she said that to me. But, you know, then, like, the next day, I'll be like, you know what? She's right. I need to really, like, whip myself into shape, <laughs> you know? So, um, and I think most I think, people are like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I would rather... Be like that and help my client. You know, I'd rather my client be like a little upset at me for like a a few hours or a day or two um, and then actually be able to go out there and get results for their business.
0: I agree. And I think that's something that kind of comes with time. I know. I mean, I didn't, you know, set out to be a coach. I fell into coaching accidentally because, you know, you start teaching people things that you wish you I know. Yeah,
1: because yep. not, not
0: yeah. <laughs> it wasn't I wasn't ever going to be a coach I actually my first client was like hey can you coach me I'm like eh. and mm-hmm. I mean it's funny because I've had a couple of different careers like I, I have you know I have my wellness world I have a wellness company I've actually been in the wellness world longer than the marketing world I've done it for 21 mm-hmm. years now so I've been a trainer and um on the training side um and then I'm a nutritionist too on that side I it was like I had no problem telling people no you need to do that you can do that you can do this no nope, yeah. you don't need to eat that because mm-hmm. to me it was different and it wasn't until I kind of tied it together and say well this is really the same yeah 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 I'm not telling them no you don't need to eat that or yes you can do two more minutes but <laughs> you know it's it's the same it's perspective mm-hmm. of you know having somebody to do something or telling somebody to do something that they don't want to hear, you yeah. know. And once I kind of tied it together, um, it's, it started making so much more sense to me. And it actually helped me on in my, you know, marketing and uh, business um, to be able to help a lot of my clients because, you know, I don't know why I kept that divide, you know, but I, but I did, you know, I mentally kept that divide for the longest time. And then, you know, once I kind of tied that together, I felt like I was able to help them more um, mm-hmm. just because I was able to not be so scared to call them out, you know, not yeah. be so scared to say, no you need to do it like this and here's why. And one thing I say a lot is I'm like, obviously it's your business. You don't have to listen to me. But if you don't do it, (laughs) here's what's probably going to happen.
1: Yeah. Mm Yeah, I know. I tell my clients, Oh my gosh. Yes. That's like exactly what I tell my clients. I'm just like, like, this is your choice. Like it is your choice, whether you take my advice or not, but here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I suggest for you. And, um, and these are just some things I want you to think about. So I, you know, I do try to deliver it in a way where they understand, like they ultimately have the choice, like it is their business, but, um, yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think that that's something that, um, you know, I just wish, um, I wish all coaches would do, but unfortunately like, um, there, I feel like there's some people in, in all industries, like, you know, we've been talking about the marketing industry. Like, you know, there's Mm -hmm. some people in the coaching industry who just, you know, they're in the business of just kind of people pleasing where, you know, just kind of tell you what you want to hear, like, you know, all those sorts of things. And, um, you know, it's just kind of, I think that it just comes with, um, with some experience. I know, you know, kind of, as I was telling you, whenever I work with a new coach, I always ask them like, are you willing to call me out on things? Um, And, you know, and, and usually, um, (laughs) like, I don't like, I don't think it's not like consciously, but I feel like subconsciously, like all like start doing something in the beginning of our coaching together and like to like test them or whatever. Yeah. And, and so the ones that actually do call me out on it, I'm just like, yes, I love her. <laughs> like, <it's just>
0: like, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what you need. It's almost having, like having a best friend. Yeah. You, know, you exactly. have friends yeah. that you can cut your hair like crap and walk out looking like crap. And be like, <laughs> yeah, you look great girl. And then you have your best friends who are like, oh my gosh, why are you wearing that? That's, that's your pride. Yes. That's the yes. you want. No,
1: I was, yeah, no, I was actually just talking with my client about that because she, Um, one of my clients recently wrote me a testimonial and, and like basically said that, you know, our, our coaching experience had been like talking with an incredibly close friend and that just like, so honored me. Like I just felt so honored. And so I reached out to her to, you know, like talk to her about, about that uh, a little more, just kind of thank her. And, you know, and that's exactly what she said. She was like, you know, you've been so real with me and like, so honest and like, you never just try. She's like, "I, I think, I feel like so many people, like when like they think they're being friends with you it's like you know your fake friends and then like the yeah. people who you're actually really close to and um and she was just like it was it it was great and so for me that was just honestly that was like probably the best testimonial i've gotten just because um it made me realize like yeah like like not only like is this coaching style actually helpful and like I think you know I think everybody should do it. But B, I'm not coming across as a bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, like she's not she's not thinking that I'm a bitch when I'm being really um honest with her and telling her and calling her out. Like she's thinking, Oh, this girl has my back. Like this is what a real friend would do and, you know, like your, your business coach. I, I, so I now think, I now think that a good business coach should be like a really good friend, like a true friend, not like one of those fake friends. who's just like, Oh yeah, everything's wonderful. Like you look great. But like, yeah, like someone who's, who's going to call you out, who's going to actually help you you know, move toward, move toward your goals because, you know, kind of like we were talking about in the very beginning, as, especially as marketers, like we can get so distracted by all oh. these like different strategies and stuff like that. And so, yes, you know, there are times where I, I need a coach or I need an accountability partner to really keep me on track. Exactly. Because like otherwise, smack your hand and say no i'm yes. here. <laughs> like, yeah, no, exactly. And unfortunately, you know, I think that, um, there are some coaches who are just enablers, like, yeah. you know, I just, I, I've worked with, you know, and, and some of the coaches I've worked with, Um, you know, there were times where looking back, I would just distract myself with something and they would like support me in that, you know what I mean? They'd be like, yes. And this is, these are some resources to help you do this. And, you know, looking back on it, I was like, well, what did that help me do? Nothing like that wasn't helping my business at all. Like, I don't understand. And so I think, um, you know, when I sort of started accidentally becoming a coach, <laughs> when, you know, when people, um, you know, when I had, I had a few people, uh, a few women that I met at networking events asked me to like mentor them. Um, that's kind of how I got started coaching. And when I started out, I, you know, just kind of thought to myself, I was like, okay, so if I'm going to be a coach now, <laughs> like, what do I want to be like my main things, you know what I mean? Like as a coach, and that was definitely one of the things that I, that I like really decided upon was, you know, be able to call my clients out um but do it in a constructive way like you know like i am never exactly. like i mean it, cuz it's like i'm coming from a, pl- a place of a friend i'm not telling you oh you're doing this it's terrible because you're a terrible person like no that's never like that's no not at all like it's i'm saying like yeah. it's yeah like you know it's like you're saying like okay like you're you're doing this let's stop doing that because that's not helping you get to the goal that you have um you know or using a, a recent example you know i had a client who recently launched a membership program and um you know and and she We got on our call and she was like, you know, I'm just, I'm really worried that people aren't going to buy. And so I think for the first 20 people who sign up, I'm going to offer them like an hour long consultation. And I was like, okay, (laughs) let's think about this. (laughs) I was like, um, first of all, do you have enough time in your schedule to handle 20 hour long calls? Yeah. Over like the next month. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, and, you know, and so it was just kind of, and she was like, you know, you're right. You know? And so I was able to help her really figure out, no, she should not be offering the first 20 people who sign up an hour long call. And so we really narrowed that down to five people for 30 minutes, Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, and that's still incredibly gen- generous offer for the first five people who sign up for, you know, who sign up for a membership program. And um, you know, and so for me, That was really something I wanted to make sure that I was able to do with all of my clients and really make sure that I was able to build that relationship, have that kind of relationship where I can come from a place of still caring about my, actually caring about their business, actually caring about their results and, um, give them that constructive criticism and help them actually get to where they want to go and also help them understand like, um, You know, I think when they're getting distracted and when they're not getting distracted, because I feel like sometimes for me, there were things where I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. This is like the type of business I want to build. But it wasn't really. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I want to be that, that person for my clients where, um, you know, I want to question them. I want to kind of challenge them a little bit and see like, is this really where you want to take your business? Because if you follow this particular idea or this path to its fruition, this is what it's going to look like for you. And is that something that you want? You know? And so anytime that my clients come to me with a new idea or a new, um, you know, a new offer or whatever, you know, that's what I, that's what I, I walk them through that process because unfortunately like I didn't have people walking me through that process and I definitely be- created some like random offers. Like some of them are still on my website. It's kind of funny. Um, like some random offers and like programs and, and like courses, um, where like, I don't want to like, my goal in business is not to become a course creator. Like yeah. that's just not me. Um, and, and it took me a while to realize that, <laughs> Um, because I didn't really have anybody walking me through that, like you know, yeah, I didn't have anybody. You've seen everybody me. else doing it, yeah, and everybody else is doing yeah. it, and it looks great for them, and it's working great for them, and yeah. um, and it really wasn't until I asked myself um, after I I completed my first course, I created it, I got it out there into the world, and then I was just like, I <laughs> like I know I shouldn't be saying this because like I still sell the course and it's it's great, it is a super valuable course, but it's like I don't want to. I, I don't want to just create new courses and market that's courses. That's not who and you want to be. Things. Yeah, like that's not that's not yeah. who I want to be. That's not how yeah. I want to serve. I want to serve in a more, um, you know, uh, high touch kind of way, whether that's with clients one-on-one or in groups. I love group settings. I also love, you know, speaking or going on podcasts because I feel like, you know, this is where I'm really able to have a conversation and to provide you know, advice and value to other people in a way that's way more personable than seeing me just like on a screen recording myself talking about something that may or may not be relevant to you in your business. But you know, you kind of signed up for the course because it, it had like you know the the title and the content was something you thought you needed. But like, is it something yeah. you actually need? You know, well, and and that's a lot of times on that <laughs>
0: stuff, you're you're getting you know, ideal situations. And I think that was for mm-hmm. me. I mean, I've tried to be all kinds of people and, you know, I've, i literally, <laughs> I joke around the time that I never really yeah. knew what I wanted to be when I grew up and I still really don't. Mm-hmm. I just like hop around from this to that. But I think it's because a lot of entrepreneurs were dreamers, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, we know lots of things that we love to do and we know how most of us are servers too. We're helpers. So, yeah. you know, we look at how other people are helping people are like oh that that's the great way that's the way to do it so we try mm-hmm. that and yes. you know sometimes <laughs> it may be for us and sometimes it it might work out okay that time but you can tell it's not the right fit and i've been through mm-hmm. lots of not the right fits and i mean yeah. not not only with my business but even my personal life i was joking around because where we're all quarantined I've been going through a bunch of stuff and I have quilting supplies that I bought years ago because (laughs) it's like, and I don't know how to quilt. let's just go back and say that. So, you know, it's like I I would buy things for the person that I wanted to be. You know, Maria does not know how to quilt. I never knew how to quilt. I watched like half of a YouTube video and it's like, "Eh -eh." (laughs) you know, but I bought all this stuff because I wanted to be a quilter, you know, just Mm -hmm. because we want to do something. I mean, I'm all for the be all you can be but again it has to align with our personality it has to align with our life and i am not patient enough to quilt i don't know why i don't you know i'm not i, I you know i like energetic things i'm not the one that just sits there no, no 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 you know so i don't even know what i was thinking but you know it's stuff like that that you have to sit there and think yeah this is great courses are great and i've taught a few of them and um you know, there's some I still teach when people kind of invite me to be part of their bundle, but mm-hmm. that's not my strength because mm-hmm. I get distracted really, really easy. And, you know, I can forget about what I was even teaching about and just get off on this. Yeah. Oh, you know what yeah, happened? No, I think uh,
1: too. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. That's always so my, just, and that's always my problem. And it's like, so I, just, I always try to add more. Like, I'm just like, yeah. oh, but they really need to know this too. And it's <laughs> Exactly. Like- <laughs> so then when
0: you're done, you're like, okay, The course was titled this. I don't even know if I mentioned that (laughs) at all. (laughs) You know, so, I mean, it's not the best thing for me. So, typically, when I do them now, just in guest spots, I disclaimer myself. I'm like, listen, I'm not a teacher. You know, I can teach a few things, but I also am squirrely. So, if I start to Mm -hmm. squirrel, (laughs) I apologize in advance because I know that's who (laughs) I am, you know. And there's benefits to that. You know, I notice mm-hmm. lots of things and catch lots of things with my clients that a lot of other people wouldn't. Yeah. So there, there's, well, yeah, there's and gifts in everything.
1: For me, it, this is how, at least this is how I describe myself. And it sounds like what you're, it sounds like, it sounds like we're really similar in this. Um, you know, I'm not a teacher, but I'm a leader. Yes. And I think that, you know, that's what I've said. And it's, it's different. There's definitely like, yes, you definitely do. Like people learn things from you as a leader, but you're not necessarily like, teaching them like sitting down going through the steps kind of you know exactly. like like a teacher with a lesson plan. Yeah. It's so it's very different. So you're you're leading people somewhere. You're not teaching people something. So um that's something that, you know, I mean that it's funny because it's something like I've known about myself since you know since college. But I wasn't, I didn't understand how to use it in my business. And, you know, I just, I saw all these people doing courses and I was like, you know what, like, that's the thing. Um, like I apparently to be successful in the online space, you also have to have a course and like, you know, and so I just, you know, created this course and, but then I realized, you know what, that's just, this just isn't how I want to serve people. Like I, and that's, it doesn't play to my strengths and I need to serve people in a way where I can lead them, um, where, where they want to go, not just like, you know, not where I want to go, but like where they want to go, um, in their business or with their life or whatever I'm helping them with, because that's how, that's how we're going to get the best results for them. And that's how I'm going to be able to serve. And that's how I'm going to be able to get the results that I want in my business as well. And so, um, that's definitely a more recent realization that I've had just within the last few months probably but um it's already made me feel so much better about my business and um yeah. and I definitely think it's also like helped me with my you know with with my clients cuz I know I know what I'm doing and I can just focus on doing that and I don't need to uh, like when I was creating that course like I spent hours upon hours a week just like prepping everything and recording and then re-recording yes. and then like, doing all these things and setting up the web page and it was just like um It was just something I I just didn't want to spend my time doing that. No,
0: and And, I'm the person that I feed (laughs) off other people too. So (laughs) I I can talk to somebody all day long and I can hear something they say and a lot of times know what to say back, but talking to air i had the hardest time talking to air because yeah. <laughs> you know and it's even like that like when i first got into like well i actually in college when i was going to college um i worked for a call center and um i had to it was i'm old so it was when cell phones <laughs> were f- first coming out and um they we were calling around like cold calling people and selling cell phones Mm-hmm. I'm great at sales. I mean, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I'm great at sales. If I can be face to face with somebody or mm-hmm. I, at least I know them or something,
1: yeah. you know,
0: um, because I can find a reason why they would need it if they need mm-hmm. it. But I'm also that person that will say, eh, you don't need that. And so that was yeah. terrible <laughs> for me to have to call these people. And it was just ridiculous. You know, just, mm-hmm. it, I hated that. And then whenever I, am um, decided that I was going to get into marketing, which was after years of doing, you know, wellness, personal training and all that. um, I went to work for a company and that was what they were having everybody do. They were having everybody flipping cold call. You had to log 25 cold calls a day and I couldn't do it. And I got called Mm -hmm. in the office the first week that I was there and they're like well you're not logging your calls i'm like that's really funny that's because i'm not making any calls <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <that> was <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't do it i just couldn't you know yeah. and i was like let me go out can i just we were so promotional Materials Mm -hmm. And I said, just let me go out and talk to businesses. And, you know, I did great like that, but I did not do great on the phone. I did. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. And, you know, it, that was the first kind of realization that still, I had to do many, many many more realizations over my years. But my first realization that you, you know, the old saying, you can't take a square peg and shove it into a round hole. You know, Mm -hmm. I was never going to be that type of person, um, to be able to just randomly cold call somebody, you know, that's not my personality and yeah. I think like we look at what everybody else is doing and I mean cold calling works for a lot of people it's not that it's bad and flawed you know in of itself I mean I'm a big believer in human connection you know mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people that do great with cold calling yeah. so you know if that's your thing fine rock that thing but it's not my thing and mm-hmm. You know, I think that's—I think that's one of the biggest things, especially as marketers, because we were talking about earlier that it's so ever changing. I think a lot of us in that field feel like we have to do everything, and we have to do yeah. it all <laughs> amazing, and we have to keep up on the top of it because you know mm-hmm. Google sending out updates on this, Facebook sending out updates on this, and it's changing, and what had worked yesterday is completely opposite, and you know it's, it's just—it's crazy. So there's no way that you can stay on top of everything. There's, there's no yeah. way that you can do it all. And yeah. I think that's the <laughs> biggest thing to kind of realize. And once you get to that realization to say, okay, you know, here's my a few things that I'm going to kind of specialize in because, mm-hmm. you know, people say, well, you're in marketing. Well, yeah, I'm in marketing, but I can't tell you nothing about that because, I mean, I can tell you basics, but it changes all the time. Yeah. You know, I, that's not something that I specialize in, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I think that's a big key.
1: No, it's so true. Like, I, like, I, I completely agree. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's just like, first of all, I agree with you. Like, I'm also not a cold calling person, but like, I know there's some people who are actually, I have a cousin who's like, um, you know, doing these like il- elite cold calling. Like it's, um, like it's crazy. She's like, um, lots of money to be had there, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, that's definitely also, you know, not me. Um, but you know, when you're talking about, um, What, you know, what you, what you just said, um, you know, I just think it's so like, like, I, I totally, I, like, I totally understand what you're saying. And I totally agree with, um, yeah, I just, I totally agree with that. I feel like I was going somewhere and it just left.
0: That's all right. That happens. (laughs) I was going to make a (laughs) point. (laughs) It might come back half the time. Uh, yeah, half yeah, the time yeah. it'll come back um, feel like an the like, that's I, yeah, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. That's what I
1: was gonna say. Yeah, no, I think it has, it's something along the lines of like doing what you're what what you're meant to do, like doing yeah. what your strengths where your strengths lie. Like that's where you're gonna be able to to make the most difference and to serve um, you know to serve the best. And you know, I want to kind of say like you know stay in your lane and um, you know and I think that it's something that I you know also kind of, you know, have been realizing, like, as I move on in in business, because in the beginning, you know, I was, I was trying to be everything to all my clients, you know, And, (laughs) um, and I have, you know, I'm you know, I definitely consider myself a multi passionate entrepreneur. Like, I already have my next like three businesses. Like, the ideas and the plans are in place.
0: <laughs> you know, and there's so. nothing wrong with being multi-passionate. But, I am definitely multi-passionate, mm-hmm. but that that is who I am as a person. Yeah. But yeah. there is something to be said for still like I, I I say now as I've gotten older, I'm a hesitant jumper because I am a jumper. <laughs> I'll always be a jumper because that's my personality. You know, mm-hmm. I work with a lot of people that that's not their personality. Their personality is actually the opposite where they have this like great idea and they sit on it forever. And I'm like, why haven't you tried that? Because I'm the person that's like, this is like a a halfway, maybe okay idea. And I'm going to try it anyway, you know, (laughs) because that's just my personality. And and it's not that either of them are necessarily bad. You know, it's great to perfect something and really Mm -hmm. work hard on something. And it's also great to, you know, just go ahead and take a risk. And, but there's like an even medium. There's a gray area that's like where you really want to be. And it's, going ahead and finding that 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 zone that you need to be in. And that's mm-hmm. been a struggle for me is just knowing when it's, it's great to take the risk and knowing when I'm just randomly chasing something because why, I don't even know, because half the time it was just something stupid, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that would have nothing to do, you know, with anything that I wanted to do in yeah. my life at all. And for that yeah. moment, it just looked like <laughs> something fun to try, you know, and... Yeah that I think those are things that we kind of learn as we go, go on in life. Yeah. And I
1: yeah, think I know for that. a lot
0: of us, we have to make those mistakes. You know, it's almost like, mm-hmm. I know you don't have kids, but I have kids and I'm sure you at least, seen kids, so you'll
1: yeah, you'll identify with this <laughs> yes, I have seen <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> like, that's good. So you'll at least be able to identify with this. So. At once upon a time. <laughs> okay, like, well there you go. <laughs> so we'll
0: connect on this then. So it's it's like a child, you know, when they're when they're learning to walk, they're not going to do it great. They're going to fall. They're going to bump their head, and you know, it's just that that's just part of. Learning the learning mm-hmm. to walk you know they 're not just going to instantly rise up and just be a perfect walker it 's the same way with everything that goes on in our life. you know very, very seldom do you find something that you 're just instantly good at, and mm-hmm. you know and even if you 're instantly good you 're not going to be instantly great you yeah. know and that takes time to kind of figure out, okay, well, am I not good at this just because i haven 't practiced enough, or is this just not my thing and yeah that's, I don't think that's something that you can necessarily teach. I think that's something that you have to kind of learn as you go on.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I totally. And I think that it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because when I first started with social media, um, that was definitely like, kind of, I wasn't planning on that. And, um, you know, I used to be the kind of person, like I would kind of go on social media, you know, like every so often I would post my status update or whatever. And then, um, you know, when I, um, you know, when I started, when social media management was like kind of part of my job description, as I got into the, you know, the real world and marketing and all those things. Um, you know, when I started with social media and then I started my business, like in the beginning, I, I didn't really like social media. And then I, I liked it because, um, it sounds like so funny, this, but like, you know, because I could kind of like, um, I could spend a lot of time online, just like researching whatever the hell I wanted yeah. um, while I was at work getting paid for it and just say, yeah. I was doing research for social media. Yeah, well, so,
0: Because everything like, is research. Yes. that's the great so, part.
1: so like, I loved that part. And then like, you know, and, and so when I first started my business, like at first I, you know, I started, um, you know, doing social media management and um, I kind of thought, you know what, this is going to be kind of easy. All I need to do is like, you know, get like a, you know, get a, few clients, like, you know, got like six to seven clients and, you know, and then I'll be having like retainer income and I can just, you know, kind of breeze by and, you know, cause it doesn't take me that long to create posts and stuff like that. But, um, but it wasn't something that I like genuinely enjoyed, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I liked it, like it was cool and all, but like, I wasn't, um, I, I wasn't like super like passionate about it or like, I wouldn't like wake up like excited to like, you know, go and, <laughs> um, you know, and, and write these posts and do this research and all that stuff. Cause sometimes it takes a while. Like there are times yeah. where, you know, I'm researching for like six hours just to find like, you know, a week's worth of posts for a single client. And so, um, when I discovered Facebook ads, it was, um, I mean, I had done Facebook ads, right? But Facebook ads changed so much. Like when I was first doing Facebook ads, it was kind of like, um, oh yeah, you know, you, you boost this post and then like you do this and like, you know, and all these things and um it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it is now, it wasn't even like it is now just a few years ago. Um, and so when I really started getting into things um and learning about um, you know, the algorithm and like Facebook ads and like how to do ads manager and like how to target audiences, like it was honestly like this whole other world like opened up and um I realized that I was um, I felt like I was really good at it because I am pretty evenly split between creative and analytical. And so Facebook ads is kind of that perfect combination of the two. And, um, and I also do think like there are some, there are some Facebook ad strategists out there who are like completely analytical. And I think that a lot of them kind of lose sight of the fact that you're actually targeting and marketing to real live human beings. Exactly,
0: They're too <laughs> robotic.
1: So, yeah, exactly. They're too robotic. And so, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, a lot of marketing agencies will tell you, like, if, you, if you're a company, you're going to hire a marketing agency to do Facebook ads for you, they're probably going to start you with a testing package totally normal. I do that too. A lot of marketing agencies will start you with a testing package that will be a minimum of 90 days. So a minimum of three months, it may be six months, it may be nine months. Um, but they're going solely based on numbers. They're not even thinking about like your potential audiences, your clients, all that stuff. Whereas I'm able to essentially do everything that those big agencies are doing in those three months or six months in Mm -hmm. a month. Because I'm not just asking myself what the data is telling me. I'm asking myself, what is the data telling me about the individual who may or may not be looking at your ad? And, and what I is think it telling that is me about this person? right
0: on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so I think that's, I, I believe that that's why I've been able to get my clients. Like, you know, that's why I've been able to get my clients amazing results. Um, and I think that that's why I love Facebook ads so much. Cause I'm able to use, both sides of my personality and strengths and, um, and my brain or whatever you want to call it. And, um, and so that's just where it kind of worked for me and it clicked for me. And so, you know, I was really able to shift my business in that direction, but I think that, you know, for anyone out there who, you know, may be kind of where I, where I used to be, um, one more point before I go to that point. Um, you know, I also don't see myself doing Facebook ads for the rest of my life. You know, like, that's just exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. like, I do eventually, I do eventually want to, you know, have another business and build a new business and do something else because another thing is, and you know, I've, it's really interesting. There's some articles you can read about this, like where people are speculating, like, you know, will social media be the same in five years? Like, well, no, it won't be, but like, what will it look like? You know? And so there may come a day where, you know, my, my job, quote unquote, as a Facebook ads manager is completely obsolete because it's completely all automated. That is fully Um, that could potentially be something in the future. So that's a whole other thing. But so my point being that, you know, anyone who's out there, if you're feeling like, you know what, like, I'm really good at this, or I really like this, or, you know, but I don't want to do it forever. That's okay. (laughs) you know because I think like I there's very few things in my in my life that I would want to do like forever you know what I mean exactly for the rest of my life and and that's what I was saying about
0: just the fact of it's okay to like different things I want to try different things because yeah I'm the same way Mm -hmm. I and I think that's why I like owning my own business because you know if you work for somebody you go you do the same job every single day Mm -hmm. and I, I'm not a good employee because of that. I'm not, I admit this about myself. I am not a good employee. I am at the beginning, you know, because it's new and it's exciting and, you know, but after a while, it's like, I don't do well. And then I have to go find something else because that is my personality. And within my own business, I have the ability to do that because I can say, okay, we're focusing on this industry or, Hey, we're focusing on this method or whatever. I can change Mm -hmm. it all the time. And that's, that's been great for my own personality. That works within my personality. Yeah. So, you know, changing is okay as long as it, you're changing to go within your own personality or you're changing to go within w- alignment with what you want your life to look like. Mm-hmm. And I think that's overall mm-hmm. the goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, and <laughs> your story just reminded me. um <laughs> Like I have one of, my, one of the women in my mastermind, she, um, you know, she's, um, she's in her late thirties and she actually, um, just kind of just left the nine to five world. But, um, you know, she would always joke that she, um, she would hardly ever stay at a job for over a year. Cause she just always likes doing new things. And, um, she would job hop all the time. Like she said, she's worked for, she's had 14 employers, (laughs) you know, and, and she's just in her late thirties. So she's, you know, essentially it's, it's been about like, you know, 15 to 18 years probably (laughs) since she was in the workforce and she's like at 14 jobs. And so, um, you know, I just, I really loved hearing that from her though, because it just completely changed my perception of like what you could have like in the workforce, you know what I mean? Cause I mm-hmm. think like, for me, it was always like, oh my gosh, the nine to five, like I have to choose a career. I have to only do this and then like, you know, and then climb up the ladder and, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, that was one of the reasons why I chose to have my own business. But, you know, even, um, Even if you're, so my point being that whether you're an entrepreneur, you could even do that if you're still in the nine to five, um, you know, and you just kind of want to have a new job every year. Like you can totally do that. And, well, um, it's had a negative (laughs) perception,
0: you know, on your resume, if you had a lot of jobs, but
1: again, people people are trying to make it work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's ways to do it because if it goes within your personality and you're just changing jobs because you are that personality that likes to try something new, then go for it, you Mm -hmm.
1: know? Yeah. So yeah, but, but just I just I felt called to share that, so I thought I would. Yeah. Um, well,
0: if somebody like if somebody's wanting to find out more about like your agency or maybe working mm-hmm. with you, coaching, um, where would they go?
1: Yeah. So my website, uh, com is all always there. Um, and that's where I kind of have both marketing and in um, and some, you can contact me for coaching as well. Um, I also love Instagram. So I am at Jackie Kossoff underscore LA. Feel free to reach out. And my, uh, my Facebook page is also facebook.com slash Jackie Kossoff. That's mostly marketing. I mostly do marketing and, and kind of announcements, I guess you could yeah. say um, on my Facebook page. Um, and so most of my coaching and and other materials is going to be on Instagram, um, and or on the, the coaching page on my website.
0: And I'll make sure when this airs, all the links for that will be in the details.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: (laughs) And it was, it was great having you on. And I mean, I would enjoy doing another call with you again sometime. And I feel like we've got a lot in common, We (laughs) have a lot in common and, um, we can, we can share some more squirrely details about our lives and, (laughs) So, but um, yeah, so I'll make sure that those links are in the details. So any listeners that are interested in finding out more about Jackie and her agency work or her coaching, then if you need a new tribe, you know where to go. I mean, that was, that's one of the things that I like to say is that, you know, we always talk about our tribe and we're typically talking about personal tribe, but you know, we need to be talking about our business tribe too, because mm-hmm. I, especially for entrepreneurs, it's critical because. It, You know, it's really hard to talk to your, you know, personal tribe about your business unless they're also entrepreneurs because they don't care or understand,
1: (laughs) you know, you you need a tribe,
0: you need a tribe and, and to be that friend. And, you know, a lot of people that I've coached now, you know, even though I'm not coaching them anymore, they've become part of my tribe now because we've, you know, it's, it's becomes an intimate
1: relationship. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, you just stay connected. Yeah, no, definitely. And I also just completely (laughs) forgot to mention that, um, you know, I also do have a podcast, so I would love if anybody, if anyone wants to come over and, you know, hear about millennial success stories, um, I can also send you, send you the links to that too. Yeah, no, I just, I felt like, you know, our conversation was just flowing. It was just kind of like, yeah, was awesome. But yes, I do have a podcast and, um, and the second season is, is actually just launching. So um, yeah, well, well you
0: know, know what? Well, kidding. we probably ought to do a whole another recording because we've already been doing this for a long time. People are yeah. listening to this talk, but yeah, we can. We ought to do a whole another um, just about your podcast because that is an interesting subject. So, but right. thank you. All right. Well, I'll make it's sure fine. that that the podcast link is within the details as well. So, alrighty. I stay on page six, I'm even your favorite's favorite (laughs) You better, better tell them who's the boss me, you better, better tell them who's the